Hi again, everybody. Moms and dads, boys and girls, you're in the chatter box. Episode number 75, Colleen. Exciting. And here we go. Let's begin in the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Remember, O most gracious gracious Virgin Virgin Mary, Mary, that never never was it known that that anyone who fled to thy protection, protection, implored thy help, or or sought thy intercession, intercession, was was left left unaided. Inspired by this confidence, I fly unto thee, O Virgin of virgins, my mother. To thee I come, before thee I stand, sinful and sorrowful. O Mother of the Word incarnate, despise not my petitions, but in thy mercy hear and answer me. Amen. In the name of the Father, Son, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. As I said, this is the 75th episode of the of the chatter where uh, we're, we've, we're out of January. Oh, thank goodness. Recording on Tuesday the 31st, the feast of one of my guys, mm. St. John Bosco. Yeah, why is he one of your guys? I like him. Yeah. I like, uh, well, EWTN like does a nice job of portraying him within the, uh, on the television series. Mm. There's several uh, movies, mini movies, series on, on him. Uh, you shed light on uh, John Bosco that I never knew anything about. you got a couple of books here in our library. We've given several of them away. Oh, yeah. This is a great book, 40 Dreams of St. John Bosco. You know, I think I first saw this book at the Power Park Chapel. You know, really? got some books there. But it's awesome. These dreams of his are just awesome. Is that the last we have, or did we get more of those? I only saw that one on your shelf, but I didn't look in all the boxes. Well, we've let the cat out of the bag now. Yeah. Somebody will ask. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I like him a lot. And it's, well, as we record, we're in the middle of Catholic Schools Week. Mm, Yeah. And that was part of his ministry, was teaching young people. Mm -hmm. Especially young boys that were orphans or street boys, um, the Salesian order that he started, teaching order. Stern but loving. Yes, yes. Um, he is a great saint. If people don't know about St. John Bosco, they're going to want to look him up, especially his 40 dreams. You were talking about a dream. Do, dare we go uh, on that dream? Okay. So I don't know if anybody else was listening this morning, which is Tuesday, January 31st, to Sermons for Everyday Living, which we air here on KCRD from 6 to 7 a.m. in mm. the morning. But one of the um, priests that was on this morning was talking about one of the dreams of St. John Bosco, it being his feast day. And he was talking about a vision of hell, that this angel had led John Bosco in a dream through different parts of hell. And as they were leaving, the angel stopped him and said, I want you to look at this wall. And so St. John Bosco said in his dream, he looked at this wall and he realized it was really thick. And the angel said, this wall is a thousand feet thick. Mm Mm-hmm. And there are a thousand more walls like it before you reach the fires of hell. Mm -hmm. And there's a thousand miles between each wall. Wow. So that's millions and millions of miles away from the fires of hell. So then the angel said to him in the dream, put your hand on that wall. And John Bosco did not want to. So the angel took his hand and pressed it against the wall, and St. John Bosco jumped back out in pain. It was excruciating. It was so painful that he woke up, and his hand was swollen. And the next day, the skin started to peel off of his hand. But if that is the thousandth wall away from the fires of hell, and each wall is a thousand feet thick, and there's a thousand miles between each wall, 
Hmm. Oh, my gosh. How big is hell? Oh, my gosh. How hot is hell that the outside wall would burn your skin? So, As you were saying that, I was envisioning the angel leading St. John Bosco out on the road, and I'm thinking it was paved with good intentions. Probably. Probably. Who, who, who was responsible for that? Who did that, say that? That uh, idiom. We'll have to Google it on a break, oh, and maybe we can find out who said it. But anyway, that's one of the dreams that St. John Bosco had. And a lot of his dreams, he dreamt of the boys that were under his care at his school. And a lot of it was to warn them that either they hadn't confessed sin or they were doing things they shouldn't have been, or their souls were in danger. And so he would go to those boys specifically afterwards and tell them, And these are teenagers or mm-hmm. younger. Mm-hmm. Yep, yep. So it's fascinating, St. John Bosco. That's today. And um, Catholic Schools Week, you know, another ca- great Catholic school saint is St. Elizabeth Ann Seton. Sure. Her feast is right around now, too. She's American or mm-hmm. North mm-hmm. North American. And a convert. She was Episcopalian. Oh. Yep. And married. And I think they had five kids. And then her husband got ill. So they went to Italy for his health. And while they were there, they stayed with a Catholic family. And he ended up passing away over there, but she was so impressed by the faith of the family they stayed with that she ended up converting. There's evangelization. Right? Living a Catholic life. So wow. anyway, so some good good saints here during Catholic Schools Week. Don't forget about our saint. Oh, Aquinas. He just had his feast day on the 28th. Yeah. Which um, brings full circle. That was an anniversary for us in the year 2014 when we received the construction permit for... Mm-hmm. FM 98.3 KCRD on the eve of St. Thomas's feast day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We thought that was a sign. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. Seems like yesterday. It does. Speaking of yesterday, KCRD will never be the same after putting Indiana Mize on the uh, <laughs> air last week. Is your phone still blowing up on that? <laughs> I've received a couple messages, all very positive. Uh, one person called him very captivating. Um, so, yeah, I thought it was great. Well, we got an inquiry from the Iowa Bureau of Teaching Standards. <laughs> Vince, we know you're listening. <laughs> it was great. We'll have him back on again. He's we a lot sure of fun. Will. Speaking of having him coming on, um, we've got some commitments and some soft dates. Um so we're recording on the 31st. This will be the first weekend, first uh, Friday, Saturday, uh, Sunday of February when this will air. We anticipate, I'm excited about this, we anticipate the Miller Sister Singers coming in to record Monday the 6th to play back on the 11th, 12th, and 17th right in front of Ash Wednesday, which is the 22nd, and they are to record do i have those dates right mm-hmm. colleen mm-hmm. are you you're giving mm-hmm. me no nope. eyes record on the 6th play back the 11th 12th and 17th in anticipation of wednesday the 22nd of march excuse me 22nd of february which is ash wednesday and they promise to be singing lenten uh, songs wonderful and perhaps holy week songs and all of that to go through the 40 days that are going now some of the songs they choose are from the sister the benedictine sisters mm-hmm. 
Samantha, I understand, has reached out and received permission to sing their songs on the air. Wow, very good. Uh, we will, of course, footnote or, or whatever we do. Oh, yeah, we'll give credit. We'll give credit due. where credit is due. So the Miller Singers are coming. We're trying to get Father John Lovell back here from the uh, Coalition of, of uh, Cancelled Priests. Priest. Yep. Missy Martinez from uh, Reproduction wants to come on here. They just shut an abortion clinic down in Florida. Nice. They're not telling me the news, but they're dancing around that they've got big news to do. So my sense is they've got another abortion clinic. This is Reproduction, Miss, Missy Martinez. We've been trying to get her on for six months. Mm-hmm. We anticipate getting her on. And then coming up, local favorite Art Galoon, along with Augustine Payne from Dubuque County Right to Life to talk about, well, there'll certainly be legal and legislative items with Art Galoon, but mm-hmm. Augustine's got, has he, it's a whirlwind over at Dubuque oh, County Right goodness, to Life. Oh, my it is, and he's done a great job, and he's been in town now for over a year, and, and he has yet to be on the chatter. So Art, we've had Art on, I think, three times, but we need to get Augustine on here, too. Right, so we'll... Uh, We'll have to tell Art to let Augustine speak. (laughs) (laughs) I'm sure he will. (laughs) Maybe it's a two-hour chatter. Who knows? It could be. We could do a special showing. We could do that. I was giving you the look when you were talking about the dates in Ash Wednesday because one of the things that we have talked about before was um, something we've lost in the new calendar. The old calendar. Not as long as you're around, we won't lose it. That's right. We're not going to lose it. When is... Septimagesia. Yes. So did I say it right? Oh, close. So before Vatican II, the in the old calendar, um, they kind of gave you this help for running up to Lent. So you didn't just wake up one day and go, "Oh my gosh, it's Ash Wednesday. What am I going to do for Lent?" So do I have the dates right? Is it five, twelve, nineteen? Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So the three Sundays before Ash Wednesday was kind of the lead up. So it was kind of like heads up. Ash Wednesday's coming. Be thinking about this. So 70 days approximately before Easter was Septuagesima Sunday. That's what I said. Yes. (laughs) And Septuagesima, sept meaning 70. Correct. Right? So that would be um, February 5th this year. Which is, um, when we're listening, that's this weekend. That's the weekend that's airing. You're going to hear this on the 4th and the 5th. Yes. But it was such a nice way to say, hey, Lent is coming. Start thinking about it. Start maybe shedding some of the world so that when you wake up on Ash Wednesday, you don't just go cold turkey. Because if you do that, all of a sudden you're into the Wednesday of the first week in Lent. Yeah. And and you lost it. And you've lost it. So this way, I just thought that was a very nice tradition. Then the next Sunday. The 12th of February. mm -hmm, It would be sexagesima Sunday, meaning 60. So it's kind of like counting down the days till Easter. So I know my Latin, so I get the sept and the sex. That's 70 and 60. 60, yep. What's the jizimi? I don't know. We should should ask one of our priest friends. uh, Pull out the uh, Latin funkin' that waggle, <laughs> which is over there, by the way. 
Um, and then the fun, the next Sunday, right before Ash which Wednesday. Which is the 19th, Sunday yeah. the 19th, which is? Which is? Quin? Quinquangesima. Yes. Isn't that just fun to say, Quinquangesima? Sounds like a drink at Starbucks, doesn't it? <laughs> and it literally means 50th. So it's 49 days before Easter. Or now, 50th. these aren't exact right. days, but right. 40 days of Lent from Ash Wednesday to mm-hmm. Holy Thursday, mm-hmm. which is the Triduum, the mm-hmm. beginning of the Triduum. Mm-hmm. So approximately 50 days is the Sunday before Ash Wednesday, 60 days the Sunday before, uh, two Sundays mm-hmm. before, and then mm-hmm. three Sundays, which is the weekend you're listening to right now. Yeah, I just thought, boy, that would have been really helpful to have my growing up life to kind of prepare me for Lent. And I wish we would bring that back. We have. So we just did. It's on the chatter. It's official. It's on the chatter, so it must be back. So if any priests are listening, you know, it would be a nice thing to maybe educate your parishioners about these these feasts and how it was a, a great help to the lay people to have a countdown um, before Lent started. So I think that's big. Yeah, I think so too. Speaking of giving shout out to parishioners. Yes. Did you know you have fans? <laughs> I didn't. <laughs> you, you have fans. I'm just window. I'm just here to look pretty. That's all. <laughs> I'm, here, I'm just. I'm just eye candy <laughs> on the chatter. This is this is what it is. Michael writes from the village of Manchester, Ontario County, New York. Holy cow! If you don't think this low power FM <laughs> that goes ten the miles, bl- the blowtorch of the Midwest. <laughs> Michael writes, I enjoy the chatter and the online moment. So he's using the mobile app. That's great. He's got the mobile app. Speaking of, we're going to talk more about mobile apps in uh, the, the uh, segment here. Anyway, excellent program. I enjoy listening to the chatter. Please express to Colleen and the other guy. Now he says your name. <laughs> <laughs> Colleen and the other guy. There we are. No, that's silly. But hey, thanks for listening in uh, upstate New York. Hey, and if you're out on the mobile app anywhere, you're uh, wherever you're at, uh, s- drop us a note. Send us an email. Um, Michael, um, how did he find me? Yeah. Oh, info. That's how we did. Info oh, okay. at kcrd-fm.org. And that comes to Colleen and I. And his subject line was just enjoying the chatter right now and... We fooled him. He thinks we're intelligent. That's right. So, you know, if we get any other <clears throat> emails or comments from people that are listening to the chatter around the country, we're going to need a map here. and We're going to put little pins in oh, where like everybody is listening. Remember that? Those colored push pins yeah. that we're going to do. Yeah. Which always annoys the painter when you take the map down, but who cares? But who cares? Who cares? Here's another letter. Corrine writes. Corrine's not quite so far away. You know Corrine. Um, she's knowing that uh, Terry and Jesse are coming up, which we're going to talk more about in the next segment because we're running out of time here. But Corrine writes, do you ever uh, broadcast your evangelization conferences? Because I'm not always able to get that. The answer is yes. yes, yes. So not always live do we broadcast, but we rebroadcast. We time shift to another date, and we're uh, putting them on the the uh, mobile app. Thanks, Corrine, for writing because you have a question that I bet a bunch of folks mm-hmm. are doing. And Colleen's uh, in a zip code uh, near us. 
doing that here. Have you ever considered tickets for the virtual presence? You know, we're thinking about that. I don't know if we can do live um, uh, broadcast. We've we've talked about that, but uh, nothing that time and money can't do. Uh, Kareen says, I contribute dollars anyway, and I love to attend, but the past two or three years have been uh, tough, and I've missed your great speakers. Would love to rehear them. So good feedback, and we're, we're Very going to try good and feedback. get that in the... Uh, in the whale here which is another item we should talk about all of the volunteer army at mm. team aquinas colleen mm. i don't know that a lot of people realize that everything that they hear on the air and then the newsletter mm. this is all uh, a volunteer army in this issue of the bellowing ox for the vernal equinox mm-hmm. i did that right mm-hmm. the vernal equinox mm-hmm. the the ember days of March mm-hmm. and then into April and May, mm-hmm. this quarterly issue uh, talks about the many volunteers, three or four dozen volunteers that make everything happen on FM 98.3 KCRD, the mobile app, the Bellowing Ox magazine. we got to call it a magazine now. Well, it's 26, 28 pages. 32. Oh, 32 pages. He got carried away. He has no restraint. <laughs> There's no restraint. Uh, the evangelization conferences and got to break this here. This is this is huge. 2023, as of today, the last day of January, the Rosary Rally Captains hmm. at Team Aquinas have at least one Rosary, one public Rosary, in anywhere in three states. For that, you know, we we started that. Well, Vince is going to claim he started it, and he did. <laughs> he did. But and I don't know when we started our rosary rallies. Yeah, we'd have to go back and look. It might have been around Fatima or after Fatima, with the emphasis on the rosary. But just to think that once a month on the first Saturday, at least one a month. A month. I think sometimes some months there's a couple. There is a rosary being prayed in public. In the tri-state area. And you can get the schedule, the locations on kcrd-fm.org. It'll be in the Bellowing Ox. And one of the one of the highlights this year is at the kickoff of Fatima. Mm-hmm. Guess where we're going? Fatima. N- yes, but not that far away. We're oh. going to the Fatima Shrine at the Dickeyville Grotto. Oh, that's awesome. Up there with Nicole. That's awesome. You're listening to The Chatter. We're out of time in segment one. We'll be right back after these announcements. You're back at The Chatterbox. Tom and Colleen, it's just you and I. It is. Couldn't. Uh, We're missing Vince today. We miss Vince. We miss Mark Hager. And we miss Mark Hager. God bless him. Yeah. Uh, saw him. He's um, still on the mend, and we continue to pray. Actually, let's pray for him right now. Hail Mary, full, full of, of grace. The Lord, Lord is with thee. Blessed, blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Heal Mark. We miss his cooking. Mm-hmm. I mean, among other things. Among other things. My goodness. What a guy. Okay. So we've got that. Um we do have to get greater and lesser back in here sometime in March during Lent. Yeah, it's always nice to have a third or fourth voice in Doing here. That. 
we were talking about the rosary rallies. Mm-hmm. They're listed in the Bellowing Ox, and I just gave you the early proof that went to the printer. What do you think of that? My goodness. It's, you know, Greg does this newsletter, and he does an awesome job with it. I mean, this is a professional huge it's starting to almost well this is just one page um you know it's not like a typical it's just the proof but it feels like a book yeah 32 pages full color you know and and he deserves an awful lot but i know greg in his humility he would immediately point to the contributing editors he would he would and boy you look at how many contributing editors we have let's see one two three four five six seven eight nine ten eleven twelve thirteen fourteen fifteen sixteen seventeen contributing Contributing editors editors. big focus on divine mercy sunday which this issue will uh, include lent the triduum Mm -hmm. easter and Mm -hmm. and the second sunday of easter which is mercy sunday mercy sunday and all of that going on we got uh, uh, Mary Jane from up north. I mean, the, the, the articles and the quality, the passion of these mm-hmm. these writers mm-hmm. are just incredible. Mm-hmm. And um, it's and right just on, amazing. And right on the cover, we've put Bishop Johnson's talk about that letter. Did we t- have we talked about this on the chatter yet? We did. We talked about it a week or two ago. I can't remember. It must have been before Vince. But um, we talked about how Bishop Johnson, and many of our listeners know Bishop Johnson from his time in Dubuque, um, he issued a policy for the Diocese of Des Moines that, um, you know, in the Catholic churches in Des Moines and the Catholic schools, they will um, treat people, of course, with love, but they will treat them according to their biological sex. Mm Mm-hmm. So, you know, when it comes to bathrooms and locker rooms and attire and um, things like that. No fairy tales. No fairy tales. Yeah. But, you know, and we talked about it the last time how they, the statement is very loving. In fact, it starts out this way, and this is in bold on the front page of the Bellowing Ox, that the Catholic Church tirelessly affirms, and this is a quote from, from the statement. From the bishop. The Catholic Church tirelessly affirms that people with gender dysphoria are unconditionally loved by Jesus Christ and by the church. So it does not come across as a hate speech or hate. Well, it isn't hate speech. It's not. It's Nothing the truth. is more cruel and hatred than lying to someone. Right. Right. And the truth is not something. The truth is someone. someone. Yes. And you are loved by God. Mm-hmm. You were made by God mm-hmm. to know him, to love him, and to serve him. Mm-hmm. And yep. to confirm an error in judgment is not love. It is not. It is not. So anyway, we put that on the front page, hoping that maybe the other bishops in Iowa would issue a similar statement. Well, So good job for Bishop Johnson showing leadership there. That. But anyway, so it's a, it, I can't wait to get it in my mailbox. It's awesome. Well, we're hoping that this might be the first time, you know, we always try to get it in the mailbox before the issue date. We worked so hard in the, uh, uh, the winter solstice issue, mm-hmm. December, January, February, mm-hmm. to get it out there. And we had great margins for printing and mailing, mm-hmm. except we... We miscalculated that everybody and their brother is mailing 
in November and and Christmas December. cards and all the other yeah. stuff that goes out at that time of year. But I I think our listeners will be give us a little leeway. But Greg does work very hard to get it out on time. Yeah. And so do all the contributors. Yes. So yes. Look for that in the mail. So what else is going on? Don't forget about the biggest event in Dubuque in the first quarter. Terry Barber, Jesse Romero coming live to Dubuque on Wednesday, March 15th at the Grand River Center. Stop me if I get these dates and times wrong. We're open the doors, 3.30, 4 o'clock. We're going to have the Patriotic Rosary. If you, You've done that, mm-hmm, yes? Mm-hmm, yeah. Um, uh, Dennis Schmidt out in, uh, he just sent me a note. He's got, I don't know, three or 400 Patriotic Rosary books oh, that are coming in here. Nice. Um, this guy's doing the left punch and the right punch here. He, he's he's given them Catholicism and, and Americanism. Patriotic Rotary. So Dennis is going to uh, meet with Terry and Jesse, and I think I think they're going to lead the Rosary with Dennis, Terry, and and Jesse. Read the wow. Rosary. I think that's, Very good. that's the plan right now. Very good. Uh, Wednesday, March fifteenth. Tickets are on sale right now. Go to kcrd-fm.org. We have a telephone hotline. I didn't say Ludites, did I? No. No. 563-231-3545, that's Ticket Customer Service. You're not going to get a person but a voicemail, and we'll get back to you within a couple of hours, and we'll help you get uh, tickets manually. Here it is, page 2 has uh, the uh, the itinerary. We, we're thinking the rosary at about 5 o'clock, dinner at about 6, Terry and Jesse at 7 this is the Grand River Center. We know we're bringing people in from all parts here in the Midwest. We have hotel rooms available at the Grand Harbor Resort, which is the hotel adjacent mm-hmm. to the Grand Harbor, mm-hmm. the Grand Grand River Center. This is going to be big. You know, uh, this um, the Terry and Jesse show is one of the shows that I hear comments about all the time. Mm-hmm. Our listeners love the Terry and Jesse show. Yeah. So to to bring them to Dubuque is that's outstanding. Do I give credit to you on the topic? Was it you and Dick that did this? Because I was out of pocket when this came down. Yeah. Well, a lot of us talked about it. The nuns. Who yeah. are they? Where have they gone? And will they ever come back? This is not the flying nuns. It's not the women you, religious, the religious sisters. Because every time I hear the nuns, I think N-U-N-S. And all the women religious presentations, the Franciscans. But that's not what we mean when we say the nuns. No vocation breath. That's not it. <laughs> what, who are the nuns? <laughs> the nuns are people when you ask, you know, what, what is your faith? You check a box. I'm Catholic. I'm this... None. None. I have no faith. I'm not of any religion. Yeah, you've checked box number five. Yeah, as in zero, the nuns. The nuns. Who are they? Where have they gone? And will they ever come back? Mm. And this, if you talk to anybody in whatever apostolate, whatever ministry in church, what's the number one thing they pray for? Uh, Vocations, usually. Well, what's number two? (laughs) You're stealing that. I, I didn't send you out. <laughs> when will my children come back to the oh, faith? Everybody asks that question, don't they? I think that's above vocations. You're, you know, you're probably right. 
And we've talked on this show before about the great apostasy. And you were recently saying that um, a scripture passage has been resonating. I can't get rid of it. I can't get rid of it. I'm in adoration. I'm in mass. And this this uh, scripture verse. Read it, please. It's from Luke chapter eighteen, verse eight, and it says, "When the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth?" Now this happens throughout the in the lectionary in the cycle. Mm-hmm. It's every mm-hmm. year, isn't it? I'm not or sure. Every third year. Every third year, for sure, we hear it with Luke. Yeah, but you know, I used to think this was rhetorical. Hmm. Now it's looking like... Well, I was, you know, I, the, that Jesus was rhetorically speaking, mm. that he was he was being provocative. Mm. I don't think so. I don't think so. You notice it doesn't say when the Son of Man returns, will he find legalized abortion? No. He doesn't say when the Son of Man returns, will he find same-sex marriage? It's when the Son of Man returns, will he find faith on earth? And if you look around now, and just exactly what Terry and Jesse are going to talk about, the nuns, people of no faith, and how it's such a growing segment of the population. And we've talked apostasy. Define that again so people understand why we're weaving this fabric. Yeah, so apostasy are people that have left the faith, that do not believe all the tenets of the Catholic faith. They have apostatized. Um, and, And that's... I'm not going to say everyone, because that would be an exaggeration, but that is so very many people. And the reason we often call it the great apostasy is because I don't know a family untouched by this. Every family has lost people. Um, Every family has family members that no longer practice their faith. Everyone. Now, having laid the groundwork there, I'm of the opinion that it is everyone's responsibility whether you're hearing this on the terrestrial broadcast signal or you're listening live on the mobile app or in the podcast, it is our responsibility to at least break the ice, to make the attempt, to make the personal invitation. People are not going to come back to Mass. The numbers have not rebounded from 2019 and 20 mm-hmm. when the uh, the great lockdown mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the 21st century, the great lockdown in the 20th year of the 21st century, they're not going to come back without a personal invitation, mm-hmm. Colleen. You're right. You're right. Now, be prepared for them to not come back after your personal invitation. Mm-hmm. And this is important because, as I've said many times, we're in sales, the Holy Spirit's in management. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't mean we don't stop selling, or that we do stop selling, or how many negatives were in there. (laughs) I'm not sure. I lost track. You get what I'm saying. We always got to sell. Finish the mission. Mm -hmm. Game on. Mm -hmm. Invite them. Bring them back. If they don't come back, that's on them. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Let the Holy Spirit work on them. But we are required Mm -hmm. to evangelize, Mm -hmm. to tell the good news. Mm -hmm. And this is an easy way to evangelize, to invite someone to an event, you know. Hey. And they're they're very entertaining, Terry and Jesse. They are high energy. 
They are on fire with love for the Lord, so it won't be a boring night. Now, if you're one of the three people in Dubuque that don't know Terry and Jesse, 2 o'clock Central Time, 2 o'clock Monday through Friday, Mm -hmm. they're on FM 98.3 KCRD. You can get them on on the mobile app. Mm -hmm. And entertaining is the... uh, understatement. Mm-hmm. And people should make a point to really try to listen to the show uh, for the next couple weeks before they get here. So they'll be up to speed on Terry and Jesse. Well, they've been one of our most requested uh, speaking duos yep. in the last two years. Maybe that's what you do. You just hit it here. Um, What's that? Maybe it's a bring a friend night. Bring a friend night. Bring a bus night. <laughs> I know there's some folks coming down from Madison. Oh, great. Great. So uh, we we got the who, what, when, where, and why on that. Wow. That's going to be a big night. It will be a big night. I'm looking forward to it. Is this your friend, Mary Eileen, up mm-hmm. in Decorah? Yeah. She wrote, uh, she wrote me. She wrote you, too. You were copied on this email. She's mm-hmm. got Mary... Kaharski, Mm -hmm. director of Pro-Life Across America, coming up to St. Benedict Catholic Church in Decorah on the 25th of March. That's a Saturday, isn't it? Yep. Mass at 9, registration afterwards, talk at uh, two talks, 1015 and 115, with a book signing and lunch. Mm -hmm. Marianne Kaharski. Kaharski. White. She has all it. those pro-life billboards across America is the what billboard she's known people. for. The billboard people, yep. Coming in here. So good for her. That's a great speaker to have. So come on in from um, from Madison. Come on up from Mason City and Waterloo. It's up in Decorum. Um, Mary Eileen said, you know, we need we need more help for pro-life in Decorum. Hmm. Well, you know, maybe some people want to um, carpool up there. That's a good idea. Yeah. She, she would be a good speaker to hear. It'll be spring by then. It will be March, March 25th. 25th. Yep. It'll be three days into spring. Feast of the Annunciation. You have just a well, nine steel months trap. before yeah, I December know, I know, 25th. you're always right on on that. I don't, I'm just a half step behind again. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is the Annunciation. Mm-hmm. Oh, wait a minute, though. It's on a Saturday. Did they move it? I don't what? know why. You know, what? Because you know, some of the some of the dioceses in this country will say, "Well, if the feast day is on a Saturday or Monday, we're transferring it to Sunday." Cuz we do not want people to go to church two days in a row. So I'd have to see if the if the ascension ascension will still be celebrated <clears throat> on the 25th or if they're going to move it to the 26th. You're such a downer. I know. What can I say? Unbelievable. I have a reputation. No. Don't move it. Leave it there. Leave it there is right. Leave it there. Let's celebrate that. That's a big day. So that's Pro-Life, Northeast Iowa Pro-Lifers Nurturing Life Conference, the 25th, Saturday, uh, March 25th at St. Benedict Catholic Church in Decorah. All things pro-life going on here. I got a, a note. This just came in afternoon today augustine Payne. we were just talking about augustine this Mm -hmm. just uh got on our desk he's doing the dubuque county right to life presentation of the equipped for life seminar and we'll get more on this there'll be some emails going out by the way if you want to do i don't know if everybody knows about the e bellowing ox the email service so it's it's not a 32 page email it's 
the E bellowing ox. It's the little, the little ox. And for things just like this that are going, you can uh, go to kcrd-fm.org and, and um, just give us your email, and uh, you'll be added to the list. Uh, Augustine Payne on Tuesday, February 7th through March 28th at 7. Uh, it's, it's the Tuesdays between February 7th and March 28th at 7 p.m. Mm-hmm. Uh, that'll be online. Um, in person at the Dubuque County Right to Life. Do I have this right? Mm-hmm. Thursdays, mm-hmm. February 9th through March 30th at 2 in the afternoon. Mm-hmm. And then... Track three in person on Sundays, February 19th through April 2nd at 3 p.m., the Equipped for Life Seminar. You'll be hearing more about this. We're going to uh, send out some emails, and there'll be announcements on FM 98.3 KCRD. Yeah, and some of the topics that they're going to cover in that course are practical dialogue tips or engaging in conversation with people who might be in favor of abortion, um, they'll cover the question of rape because that's a hard one, mm-hmm. right? Um, um, bodily rights arguments, they're going to cover that too. So if you um, would like to become more educated in how to speak on the life issue and not you know, professionally in front of people, but just maybe with your family members or someone that you know that you've had this argument before, you might want to consider taking that Equip for Life course. Good stuff. We'll talk more about this and uh, we'll have to get... I think we're getting uh, Art and Augustine in as soon as Art comes back from the south of France. You're listening to The Chatter, episode 75. This is segment two coming to an end. We'll be right back after these announcements. back on the chatter this is fm 98.3 kcrd live or or memorex that nobody knows that one live or is memorex. it live or is it memorex boy you're showing your age was that back mm. in the 70s or 80s yes yes yeah indeed back when they had things like tape yes and now we just and grease pens and razor blades and yes. and uh, walkmans and eight tracks <laughs> All that good stuff. Yes. So are you a football fan? I, you know, I like it. I do. Do you? Which, which team do you follow? Well, um, I, I grew up, my father and I suffer from the same ailment called the Chicago Bears. I knew you were going to say that as soon as you said ailment. The poor Bears. Yeah. They were big in the 80s. So I've, uh, I've, I have a new resolution. I don't put my happiness in the hands of 25-year-olds anymore. Right. Yeah. Speaking of the 80s and Memorex, the Bears were big in the 80s. Remember Refrigerator Perry? I do. That was like the mid-80s. Well, that was a big uh, pilgrimage for us. They held training camp at the University of Wisconsin-Plantville. That's right. That was that was a big deal. That's right. I forgot about on. that. And um, that, that went away with some cigar smoke-filled room yeah. going around something something the rumor was if we remodel soldier field you're going to practice in illinois oh is that what happened well so they say so did you watch the playoffs you know i did um i have a hard time sitting is it i, I don't know if it is obsessive compulsive disorder or is it 
I'm thinking it's just a waste of time vegetating there. So I'm flipping channels and mm. reading books and mm. So it's there. Yeah, I agree. So um, we don't have television at our house, so we always go out to mom's to watch football. And she likes football. She's a big Packer fan. And um, my husband's from Buffalo, so he's a big Buffalo Bills fan. Mm-hmm. And I don't really care one way or the other. I knit while we yeah. watch football. So I like it because I can get some knitting done. Yes. The- but we did watch the uh, the playoffs. And um, so the Eagles beat the 49ers. I was pulling for the 49ers because, you know, the quarterback was went to Iowa State. I don't. Yeah, and he got what four plays in before he got he got uh, hit hard and on I just, his arm. I just heard this, so I hope I'm not telling a falsehood or something out of school. But I just heard over the weekend that Father Andy's niece is dating him. Father Andy Yupa. Yeah. Niece. Yeah, dating what's Purdy's first name? Yeah, because they both went Josh, to Iowa State. Josh Purdy, is it? They both went to Iowa State, and that's how they met. So. I hope that's true. I hope I'm not spreading a rumor. But So I was pulling for the 49ers because of Purdy. If it's on the chatter, it's not a rumor. <laughs> we need fact checkers, everybody. <laughs> Somebody look that up. Well, I guess Father Randy, we we'll could just ask We'll need a matchmaker him. if it isn't. <laughs> so, um, but they lost. Philadelphia Eagles really walloped them. Well, this is how, how much I'm out of uh, loop on that. It took me uh, an entire season to figure out that this kid went to Iowa State. Mm-hmm. And the, well, it took me a season to find out he wasn't the starter because I didn't pay attention until toward the end of the season when he was their quarterback because the other two had been hurt. You know, it hasn't been a real good career path. Quarterback at San Francisco, mm. it's almost as bad as being Pope in the first century. Mm. Okay. Were they martyred, the they quarterbacks? Were martyred, for yeah, the- <laughs> yeah, they, mostly. Well, yeah. Purdy was what, number three? Yeah. Well, he was Mr. Irrelevant. Because he was the last person in yeah. the draft that went in the draft. So he went from being Mr. Irrelevant to having a really good season yeah. when he did play. So, But they lost. And then the other game, of course, were the Kansas City Chiefs against the Cincinnati Bengals. I didn't realize how many Chief fans there are. And I know Kansas City's not that far. Mm. You know, it's just down the road a piece mm-hmm. from here. Mm-hmm. But, wow, they're out of the woodwork. Wow is right. So, and they, you know, the uh, Cincinnati Bengals had beat the Chiefs the past three times they met to play. So everyone was expecting the Bengals to win again, but but they the Kansas City Chiefs won with a field goal in the last seconds or minute, right at the end. And do you know about the Kansas City Chiefs kicker? I don't, and I want the listeners to take note right now who's talking about national football league professional football here that isn't me no i I do do like football i do like football (laughs) well but the big news is that the kicker who just sent his team now the chiefs to the super bowl because he won it right with the with the successful kick at the end his name is harrison butker and he uh is a devout latin mass goer you're kidding like, if you look him up, they've done stories on him. You can see him in the cassock and everything, serving at the Latin Mass. You're kidding. Um, uh, the story on LifeSite News says that Harrison Butker etched his name in the history books yet again when he drilled a game-winning 43-yard field goal in the AFC Championship with three seconds remaining to send him and his Kansas City Chiefs teammates to the Super Bowl. Wow. Isn't that fun? So it turns out that he um, is fourth of all-time kicker accuracy. Fourth all-time. 
So wow. that's it's pretty good. But I I'm cheering for the Chiefs now because this guy Just is a devout Catholic. I've never seen an altar server in in a cassock and a surplus with black under his eyes <laughs> on his cheeks. There, this, you're this. making that part up. You're making that part up. But um, his Catholic faith has been the subject of multiple reports since he was drafted in 2017. He's a Knights of Columbus, so he was on their YouTube channel. He was on a report that EWTN did. Um, wow. So, yeah, so it's, uh, it's kind of cool. It, yeah, it's going to be hip to be Catholic again in Kansas City. Yeah, so we're going we're gonna to cheer for the Kansas City Chiefs and... And I bet Harrison Butker is going to be saying some prayers for a win. <laughs> can you pray for a win? Yeah, I think you can. I, I don't think, think that's can. out of the realm of... No. Uh, may, may not be on the top of the list, but... But I think you can play. Well, pray for I a guess, win. you know, remember, there's, there's two sides to God's will, his ordaining will and his permissive will, and perhaps this is a permissive will. Because you know the Cincinnati, or the um, Philadelphia Eagles, they're going to be praying for a win. I'm sure they are. And the other interesting thing about this Super Bowl, and I hate to talk so much about football because no, I really don't. don't know that much about it, but um, there's a player for the Kansas City Chiefs. His last name is Kelsey. And yeah. There's a player for the Eagles. His last name is Kelsey. They're brothers. Oh, really? So brothers are playing against one another in the Super Bowl. I wonder how many times that's happened. Not often. Now, they won't be on the field at the same time because they both play offensive. Uh, so they won't be on the field at the same time. But can you imagine being their mother? Mm-hmm. Who do you root for? Well. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are the odds? Whoever, whoever's got the best tickets, I guess. is What, <laughs> what are the odds Mom? that you even have a son that makes it to the NFL? And Where then, is the game being played this year? In Arizona. Okay. Super on February 12th. So. That's coming. It is coming up. So anyway, so I just thought that was a nice Catholic connection to the Super Bowl that I wanted to point out. I like that. I like yeah. that. So anyway, that's that. What else you got? Oh my gosh, there's so much on LifeSite News. Do, I hope people get the LifeSite News emails. Give us the uh, the, the address, Life, LifeSiteNews.com. LifeSiteNews.com. They're out of Canada. Site. Spelled S-I-T-E, correct? S-I-T-E, yes. So life, S-I-T-E, news.com. And they're out of Canada, but they cover, of course, American news and some Canadian news. They could cover they cover Catholic stuff. But they just do an awesome job of covering pro-life stuff, Catholic stuff, world news. The writers there are all excellent writers. Yeah, good investigation. Um, in I- fact, a little-known fact is that Dubuque used to be on their staff, a writer. Um Lisa Bourne, she was Lisa Theodore, wow. you know, a couple years younger than me, um, and she used to write for them. Now she writes for Heartbeat Internet. This is John Henry um, Weston. Weston, John mm-hmm. Henry Weston's mm-hmm. group. But fantastic news stories, and just a couple of headlines from um, a recent LifeSite News email. They they say that the Minnesota Democratic governor signed a bill guaranteeing an unlimited right to abortion until birth mm-hmm. until birth mm-hmm. now that makes them so extreme that that's that's like china and north korea those are the only countries that allow abortion up till birth so they cover that story they also cover the story about mark hoek if that's how you say his name who was um 
found innocent of federal charges in the Pennsylvania. The backstory is this is the gentleman that was arrested at breakfast time in front of all of his families. Mm-hmm. What's he got, seven mm-hmm. kids? Mm-hmm. Yep. FBI swarmed their property, all because he and his 12-year-old son would go pray at an abortion clinic, and one of the abortion escorts was harassing the 12-year-old son. And so Mark, being a good father... After verbally telling this guy to back off and leave his son alone, um, when the guy got too close, Mark pushed him twice. Mm -hmm. So that was the federal charges of interfering. Federal charges, Mm -hmm. folks. Federal charges. Federal charges of interfering with a woman's access to abortion because he attacked the abortion escort. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, But thankfully, justice prevailed, and they showed video. Only upon appeal. Yeah, yeah. It was quite a quite a thing. The first court decision was. Uh, let me see. I don't have this. This story has the winning. Um, the winning right, which was ruling. the appeal was a unanimous acquittal, right? Yeah. So they obviously showed the video, and the jurors could see that this abortion escort was the one who was harassing the twelve-year-old, and Mark was just defending his twelve-year-old. Mm-hmm. But to think that the Department of Justice would send. You know, a dozen FBI agents to your house with guns to arrest you in front of your family. That's scary. Well, that was the intent. The intent is intimidation, not only for his family, but for every buddy like Mark Hawk mm-hmm. in doing it. I saw an interview of him this morning, and... He, they gave him a plea bargain. They, they, were, they were going to drop the federal charges, the felony charges, and to plea bargain to a misdemeanor charge. Hmm. Did you catch that? Is that in the article? There is another story here, and it says... Um, so he said, he said in the, uh, in the uh, interview this morning, which was most of an hour... Oh, on Steve Bannon's the war room, mm-hmm. and he was he was talking about the the plea bargain, and he s- told his wife about that, and his wife said, "If you take that plea bargain, you are not welcomed back in our home." Wow, wow. So if you think this guy, this father protecting his twelve year old, has some intestinal fortitude wait till you meet the missus hmm. wow think about that for a moment yeah. this this got to be a great marriage bunch of kids they're pro-life mm-hmm. they're praying rosaries outside of abortion clinics mm-hmm. and when daddy is on one unjustly arrested mm-hmm. these are trumped up charges mm-hmm. This is federal jurisdiction, not state. Mm-hmm. The FBI comes in with, with a SWAT team mm-hmm. at Cheerio time. Mm-hmm. And this has been going on for months. In the first, in the first uh, court go-around, he's found guilty. The appeal only comes about now. And before the appeal, he's offered a plea bargain. If they have such a open-and-shut case, why are you going to drop felony charges for a misdemeanor. They had nothing. Mm-hmm. 
mm-hmm. cowards they are. Mm-hmm. And the missus says, if you take the plea bargain, you ain't coming home. Wow. You know, that reminds me of the mother in the Maccabees. Yeah. Where she encouraged all her. her boys. Do you hold fast to the faith and the truth? And yeah, that's that's inspiring. Speaking of women doing it, where's that story you had about the nun? <laughs> and the guy was, what was he, breaking in now on this, the tabernacle? This time we aren't talking about nun and No, no, we're talking about the 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 you the, the woman the woman religious the seventy six year old nun yes <laughs> in Buffalo New York of all places so she heard some noise outside it was night it was dark time she heard some noise outside so she goes outside and some thieves have put a ladder up on the roof they want to steal some copper pipes off the church roof off the roof and she goes out because she hears them. And she <laughs> sees him on the roof. Sees him on the roof. So what does she do? But she throws the ladder down. <laughs> <laughs> and she's how old is she? She's seventy six. <laughs> so they're stranded on the roof. <laughs> and then she's wagging her finger at them. Yeah. Right? So funny. So you're the, going to have to write five hundred times. <laughs> thou shalt not steal copper off the roof. So the roof was low enough, and Buffalo, of course, has had a lot of snow, that um, the (laughs) would-be thieves did end up jumping off the roof and running away. And she says, I kept the ladder, because I didn't have one high enough to get on the roof. (laughs) What's her name? Oh, let's see what her name is. Sister Mary Janice Rajkuski, something Polish. I should ask Bill how to say that. Rajkuski. I don't know. <laughs> Where's Bill when we need him? <laughs> Isn't that a great story? I love it. You can just picture it, too. Yes. A Polish nun saying, you're on my roof and I'm taking your ladder. <laughs> no, get out of here. Uh, that's storming the gates of hell. <laughs> that's here, a great story. Here's one. I can't remember if we talked about this, but we're going to do it a second time if we did. The drunken thief who falls on the sword of the statue of St. Michael as he's stealing it from a church in Monterey, Mexico. (laughs) Did you catch that? I did. Isn't that great? (laughs) Fill in the blanks. I think the guy is... uh... Well, in the early hours of the morning, Carlos Alonso, 32 years old, allegedly went to the Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey. Allegedly, how many people have a sword injury? I don't know. From, from a statue of St. Michael. Yeah, we can, we, can't, we can neither confirm nor deny. Anyway, but St. Michael stabbed me. Isn't that great? So he allegedly went to Christ the King Parish in downtown Monterey to rob the church. So he entered the church, and he, he was trying to flee with a statue of St. Michael the Archangel. He tripped. He fell on the angel's sword, seriously injuring his neck. Yeah. So some passerbyers saw, and they called for medical help. Can you believe that? <laughs> allegedly. 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 Allegedly uh, trying to steal St. Michael. Oh, the story ends by saying, the statue of St. Michael the Archangel? Was unharmed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? Great. We're going to do it. We're at. We're out of time on 
on episode 75, Colleen. We are. We're going out. In the name of the Father, and the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. St. Michael, the archangel. Defend us in battle. Be, be our, our protection, protection against, against the wickedness and snares of the devil. devil. May God rebuke him, we humbly pray. And do thou, O Prince of the heavenly hosts, by the power of God, cast into hell Satan and all the evil spirits, who prowl about, about the world, world seeking the ruin of souls and Amen. stealing statues. <laughs> In the name of the Father, Father the, the Son, and the Holy, Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. Tune in again next week. You don't get this kind of radio up and down the dial. We love you. <laughs>